everyone's journey is different and you're going to face a lot of challenges and a lot of wins and anything that's difficult makes it worth it. So what I'd say is for people who are running a business, yes, it's hard. It's incredibly hard. And if you are starting a business or you're currently doing a business or you're growing your business is know that your journey is the challenging one. Yes, it's worth it. And yes, it can be a difficult thing. But if you find your business and your passion align, then you've got a great journey ahead. Welcome to the Conscious Business Podcast. I'm your host, Phoebe Lay, and I'm so excited that you're here today. On our podcast, we are going to be talking about the things that inspire you in business to help you create a conscious brand that will not only build credibility and give you more opportunities in your business to thrive, but also help you to create in a deliberate, conscious kind of way. This is a place where meaningful conversations will inspire you to create, pursue, and thrive and shine in business. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Conscious Business Podcast. It is so, so great to have Chris Malotti here. Christopher is a well-established and a renowned Australian content marketing and copywriting professional who lives by the motto, continually challenge, consistently grow, constantly humbled, confidently show. Show. <laughs> That's a bit of a mouthful. <laughs> Chris, it's so great to have you. Thank you, Phoebe. It's a pleasure to be here. Thank you for inviting me. Absolutely. I mean, what a wonderful time for us to be speaking, especially because right now, obviously, you're in Sydney. I'm in Melbourne. I'm about to move up to Sydney. We're going to be doing a whole lot of work together. And I'm really excited to obviously have you on the show because we're all about branding and marketing. Yeah, and 100%. It's something that we're both passionate about as well. Mm. Chris, can you tell us a little bit of background about Melody Media and like, first of all, just all of the great things that you do, like what exactly can the audience expect from Melody Media? Sure. Well, thank you, Phoebe. Um, so for everyone watching and listening, so at Melody Media, what we basically do is we help brands articulate their core value and messaging and their identity. And then we help you write it with award-winning copywriting services. And so we typically work with businesses of all different industries and sizes to really help brands get out their value because like we've discussed, Phoebe, is a lot of businesses know their brand but really don't know their brand. And a lot of businesses struggle with this because, and it's easy to do and it's totally like normal. When you get in the day-to-day working of how you work, you find that you take a lot of things for granted. And even though you know your brand, you know your type, you know what you're doing and how you're doing it, you know your customer, it's easy to lose sight because you just get into your rhythm as I do with my own brand. And so it's hard then to often sell yourself or write your own website because you forget what your customers really want from you. And you make the assumptions that often you overlook a lot of what your brand really does. And so that's what as a multimedia, as an agency is that's how we help brands really reconnect with their value so that they can articulate it well to their customers. I love that you do that, Chris, because I see so many brands that come to us as a marketing agency and they might have been working with customers and clients already for years, 
but sometimes they're not even clear about like who their ideal market is. Yes. Because they take on so many people, right? Especially industry agnostic type businesses like marketing agencies. Like it's very, very important that people understand their audience and their tonality. And a brand is so, so much more than just like your color scheme and your logo. Oh, huge. And there's a bit of a misconception with branding is that like the thing is, the reality is today is people have a lot of choice. There are so many options, not in just in your industry, but so many complementary and alternative industries that are out there that are all vying for your customer's attention. And so what ends up happening is if you don't stand out as a genuine brand there for the right reasons and you articulate your message well, if you don't do that, then they overlook you. And it's easy to do. Think about like take off your business hat for a second and put on your customer hat. Think about when you've looked at a lawyer or a financial advisor or a school for your kids or even like a present or a product or all of those things. There's so many options out there. And if you sound the same as everybody else, then what it comes down to is you're just competing on price. And that's not where you want to be. That's where no business wants to be. And so it's really important that you regroup and brainstorm with your team and say, what do we do differently that our customers pay attention to? And that's what you really need to do is really sort of think about that and recalibrate yourself so that you're different for the right reasons. And that's what I would say is a lot of clients struggle with that. I totally agree. And I really love that you mentioned that. And aside from understanding your customer and also understanding your brand, I think it's really important as well that a brand develops over time because big time we're always evolving, right? Like we're constantly evolving. Businesses aren't like a thing that just kind of stays where they are from the first day from inception. And I think especially small businesses, yes. they merge and grow so much. So Oh, especially in those first like even five years, what your brand is when you start is very different to what your brand is where like in three years and five years. And so what I often say to businesses like that is embrace the change so long as it is evolutionary and so long as it is driven by both yourselves and your customers. Like the ultimate brand lies in that sweet spot between where your direction is and where your customers are. And that like middle ground in there is where the best brand comes in. And so it's important to be consistent in terms of where your brand is at that time, but making sure that you are evolving and embracing that evolution as a brand, because that's where you find your uniqueness. I mean, like for instance, Multimedia, we started off as a regular copywriting agency and we were just doing ghostwriting for clients. And as we've grown and as our clients have grown with us and as our perspective has changed and as we've sort of looked at new ways of innovating, we've found a lot of different ways to approach copywriting and helping brands articulate their value. And as a result, we've changed all of our messaging to reflect that on our current website and all that we do. And so it's really important, like you said, Phoebe, to embrace that change and make sure that it is heading in the direction of your goals. Yeah. I totally agree. And I think what I love about your brand as well, Chris, is that there is so much edge to it as well. When I'm seeing your videos on LinkedIn, when I'm seeing your posts, it has that great combination of value and education, but also that like whole aspect of where people are learning visually and audially and you're bringing that all in. I think that's very important. Oh, thank you. And look, that's very intentional. As part of our vision and our mission, we 
like to share our expertise. And that's because we, that's what we do. That's what we do best is developing and sharing our expertise. And that's what I'm talking about is that a brand isn't just a slogan or color. A brand has a lot of depth to it and audiences and customers remember those kinds of brands. And so that's why it's really important as a business. And for everyone listening is what is your vision? What is your mission? What is your purpose and goals and directions? If you say our customers are everyone, you need to delve further. Like you always hear that a client will say, I target everybody, but it really isn't. It's take the time to build out those personas and think, why do people choose us? And why would they choose us over our competitors? And what is it that our pain point is and their pain point is? Because that will help you create messages around that. I totally agree. And I think another great thing that I recently discovered is you can pretty much figure out who your ideal clients are by just looking at who your current clients are. Of course. Because the ones that you attract and also the ones that stick around, they are pretty much a representation of the kind of people you want to work with or are going to be worked with. And hopefully those that are listening are already working with their ideal clients because you'll find the ones that are, there's a bit of resistance. It's the conversations might not flow or maybe they're not always happy and satisfied. They're probably not your ideal client and they might be a better fit with somebody else. Yeah. And what I actually do for this is look at the, and a task that everyone can do today is have a look at your current clients. Like, like Phoebe was saying, look at your current clients and rate them from A to D, for example. A is your real ideal, beautiful, like amazing clients that stick with you for all the right reasons. Your B, your bread and butter, your C are the ones who are a little bit resistant, but go with you. And the Ds are the ones you don't want and rate them from A to D. And then what I would do is ask yourself the five whys. I'm sure people have heard this technique before. The five whys. Ask yourself, why are they our clients? So like with the A client, go and ask yourself why five times. And that will get you to the reason why you they are an A ideal client. So you might say, why has this client gone with us? One, because we make the process simple. And then you might say, why? Because their biggest challenge is that they find a lot of alternatives difficult. And why, and why, and why. And if you ask those whys five times, that'll get to the real purpose as to why they chose you. And then you can get a real sense of who your ideal customers really are. That is so true, Chris. And I think that what you've just said right now is an exercise that everyone should be spending time doing and honing in on like, there's no such thing as knowing this too well or having done this too many times. Like I remember in my first couple of years, I think I'd done that like, five times in my first year and it was still getting clearer and clearer. Yes. And what I love about business is we have the room to evolve. We have the room to change. And it's not like we have to be stuck to a system or something that's already existent, a mold. It's something that allows us to. Of course, it's exploratory. Yeah, absolutely. And one thing I also want to add, Chris, yeah. That as you were mentioning what a brand is and what it is not as well. Mm. I think a big thing that a lot of currently in this time and age, a big thing that a lot of brands are is what they stand for. Yes. Would you agree that? Yes. Yeah. Like there's a reason why your About Us page is the second most popular page on your website and often the most neglected. <laughs> and the reason why is because there's been a shift in the 80s and 90s a brand was defined by its products or services. It was like you'd see an ad, buy cornflakes, and you'd go, yes, okay, that sounds good. 
Today, that doesn't happen. People, if you look at it, and that's not just millennials, all different generations now, they buy from people, they buy from brands that they can relate to, that correspond with. They like to follow brands and be passionate about brands. They like to be well-informed about their decisions because they feel it's a sense of identity when they purchase things. And it's everything, like from a Mars bar to flowers, to gift certificates, to even waterproofing products and houses. It doesn't matter what it is, is that people feel like their purchases reflect their identity. And if you don't give them an identity to reflect upon in your branding, then it makes them hard to choose you. And that's the difference between an average brand and a really good brand. Like think about when you choose a school or a preschool for your kids. You don't just do that because it's like, oh, well, that one sounds good. You do it because you go, I feel proud and I feel like I'm doing the right decision as a parent sending my child there. And that's branding. When you buy a particular type of cereal, you go, I want this because I feel like this is a healthy alternative and this is what I want for me and my goals. And that's, if you think about how you buy things today, when you purchase your phone, what does that say? And why is there a huge Android voice versus Apple debate? Because people want brands to align with and feel like they're part of. And so if you are a black and white, boring brand that people can't relate to, then it's easy for you to get dismissed. Oh, wow. I love what you say there because I totally agree. Like, And this comes back to social media, right? Like your social media account is a reflection of your brand. Huge. Everything that you stand for, what's important to you, even the charities that you are giving back to or the things that are really like, for example, I get my clients to always do content pillars. We always start off with content pillars to make sure that we're like, we're not just giving education and value, but we're also mixing it up with a bit of fun and Some of them want memes. Some of them want humor. Some of them want to include their learnings, but some also really want to share about projects that they are a part of, things that they are giving back to. Yep, that's fine. And that's so important. I think that's what really makes you different to your competitors that no one else can steal or take from you. And, And that's why they say people buy from you. They don't buy from businesses. They buy from you and a lot of those that are listening, I know, representation of their brand, they're solopreneurs or they're personal branded. And it's very, very important if you are, especially in a service-based business and pe- the thing that makes you different, that differentiates your business from others is you. Yes. You've got to be the face of the business and you've got to show up. Yeah. And like having videos on your website to explain what you do and why you do it. All of these things are great things because it helps people choose you over competitors because they feel something and that's what it's really really important and so embrace that embrace that your brand should be different and should be compelling for all the right reason it's a really healthy thing and like today customers are forever digitally interviewing you The, the research shows that people look at like 12 pieces of content before they make a decision about you and your brand and what they want to do with you and so The thing is, is that the more that you get involved, you actually lead that conversation. Because if you think about it, customers go to your website, they go to your review platforms, they go to your socials, they go and see all these things. And if you aren't putting your best foot forward and giving them a reason to understand you in that patchwork of how they're identifying you, then it really makes it hard for your brand to stand out. Like think about when you buy a car, right? And let's say you have your site set on a, say a Subaru, right? For instance, you head out and you look at the, the Subaru website and the pamphlets and you might do a test drive, but then you're also looking at reviews and YouTube clips and things like that. 
those are all digital interview touch points. And the more that your brand controls of those yeah. and the more that you take leadership is the more that you can set the right positioning for your brand and really lead that conversation. And that's what works best when it comes to branding. I love that. And I think brand positioning is such a important exercise for us, all of us to do. Yeah, Chris, tell us a little bit more about like the kind of assistance that you give to businesses. Like when someone's coming to you to say, ask for a blog, is that all that you do? Or what are the perks of working with Malotti Media? Yeah. Oh, thank you. <laughs> well, I mean, look, what I would suggest is, I mean, look, we do all ghostwriting in terms of like blogs and key opinion leadership. The What we do differently is we, like, I know this is going to sound cliche, but we really passionately care about you. And I like, I am very careful with what we're writing for clients because you don't have much of a window to capture people's attention. And so everything that we create for you must be aligned with your brand, your goal, your objectives, what you want to say and how you want to say it. This is not about writing because we think we can write well. It's about understanding your brand. And that's what we do differently is we don't just, if a client comes and says, I want to blog, I say, why? Like, what's your goal in this? What's your objective here? And they might say, I want to be known in my space. And I'll say, great. Then I'll say, what topics are people looking for right now that you feel that you can be a key opinion leader on? And they'll say, oh, you know, the interest rate, or it could be the community spirit or a particular type of product or service. And so then what we do is we delve into that and really find and create content pieces that actually reflect something that's going to give you value and return on investment rather than just go, I need a blog for a blog's sake. What's your goals and objectives here? So that's one part of it. The other part of what we do is we delve into what's called a core messaging document service. This is where we help you define your brand. A lot of clients use us for this service and it's something that's very unique to us is that we interview our clients in a strategy session and then pull out, you know, it can be between 15 and 30 pages of definitions of their brand from hero statements and elevator pitches to identity documents and tone of voice. And all of that, a lot of brands get us to do this from well-established brands to new brands. And they get us to do this because they want to know what their brand should talk like. They want to know how the brand speaks and how it positions itself. And that's what we do. So uh, literally all day today, I've been talking to a lot of brands working on this very project because they said, we're well-established, but we've lost touch with who we are. And we need a reinvigorated way of communicating. And then that document they share with their audience and they share with their team. And it's so that everyone's on the same page about what their brand is for consistency. Mm, mm, I love that. I think that is so, so important because the consulting side of even what we do is probably the most valuable part of working with agencies like ours, because I think that anyone, ultimately anyone can go out and find someone that can write blogs or post on social media or create some graphics, right? Of course. But it's the way I think the information is extracted and the way the conveyed the client is conveyed. That's right. Mm. And I love what you say about how when people come to you, for example, for a blog, you're not just writing a blog as per whatever they request, but you're really thinking about like, what is the actual outcome that you want to yeah. achieve? And also what are their goals? And ultimately, I think when it comes, especially like SEO type blogs versus a blog to go on a LinkedIn article, right? They're so different because some are more keyword focused, yes. but some, there are blogs that really need to almost 
capture someone's attention enough that they will sit down with a cup of tea and enjoy reading that piece of art. Of course. They're not just like skimming it to find information. And I think that's the difference. It's that blogs, like there are so many various types of blogs. And if we don't think about what the goal is, regardless of what we're doing, we're not thinking about like who's actually sitting there reading it and what's the audience going to feel when they come across it, then all that hard work can end up being a disservice. And that's what people often think. They go for cheaper alternatives, but it ends up costing them more because the blog does nothing for them. And so it's, so what you do when you go with us is we do free like content strategy sessions, like in our briefing, because we sort of talk you through what it is you need. And then other things like it might sound simple, but it's often neglected is how the format and the layout of the blog is. Like my team and I, as writers, we work and we put big titles in and things that make it easier to read because you could literally have the best written content ever, but if it's poorly formatted and it doesn't flow well, then what ends up happening is it becomes a real struggle to read and people then don't read it. So it's really important to, like, it's the whole list of things. It's like getting the consulting of why you need it and what you want to convey. And then it's like the actual writing itself and how it's formatted and how it looks and how it reads and the flow. I often say to my clients, we do it like an upside down triangle where you've got like the title and the real, like the first sort of way that gets people in. And then you have a hook and you lead, 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 lead people into a natural progression where they go, oh, I can understand that, that I can read on. And I understand that, then they can read on. And then so they get to the call to action at the end, which is like, contact us or let us help you. Or, and so it's quite an involved process to get people to read. And so some of those cheaper alternatives, they might be cheaper on the surface, but then they get you nothing. And then you go, I don't know why we're wasting. And then you often then will be angry at blogs itself rather than what has been actually written. So it's really important. And this is for everything, everything that's written, websites and landing pages and proposal documents and capability statements and even your LinkedIn bio, all of that, it's a process. It's not just let's just put words on a page. It's like, who's going to read it and why would they continue reading? So true. I love that. I love that, Chris. Thank you. I think you've really summed it right up. And (laughs) for anyone that thinks about writing a blog just because it seems to be the thing that they need to do, Definitely reach out and figure out, like, is blogging the right thing to begin with? Mm. Is it that you need to write it for SEO purposes to help your website rank better? Or is your audience actually on social media? And maybe you need to write a LinkedIn article or a lengthier post on Insta even. Yep. Getting that right is so, so important before anyone starts. Oh, very. And and we also, like, I worked with a client with it said recently, can you write me a seek ad? And when we started talking, we actually found that further to your, what you just said, Phoebe, is what we ended up doing was writing him a video script because of that. When we talked him through it, we realized that he was looking for PTs. He was a gym. And we said, the PTs are on Facebook. So let's do a Facebook video rather than a seek ad. And that was incredibly successful for him. And I remember I said to him, stand outside the front doors and go, welcome to your new office and beckon the camera in and then walk through the gym and explain what's in it for them and make them feel excited like a seek ad can't. And that's what, you know, it's not about just the words. It's about like, what can we do? And it all revolves around your audience. And remember, your audience and your business. Where's that intersect in the middle? That's where your messaging needs to play. And that's where you'll get the best results. So true. So, so true. And like continuing on to that, 
when you are working with people that, for example, they've come to you, they have maybe existing blogs, existing content, and they've got a lot going on, a lot of new ideas. How have you, like, what have you found has been a really successful strategy to help them really hone in on their message? Yeah. So often if they come to me and they, and I interview them, I'll know straight away if they're connected with their brand or not. And it's not a judgment thing. It's just like, I mean, just before this podcast recording, I was talking to a client who felt after we spoke that her website was too generic. And so then what's happening is she said, I think I sound like everyone else. And so what I would suggest is that core strategy session, that core messaging strategy session, because then we get into a meeting and we chat about what the brand means to her and her team and so forth. And what ends up happening is we can redefine the brand as something that can really sort of like be used across everything again. And so it recalibrates the thinking. So to answer your question, Phoebe, is if that's the situation that a brand finds themselves in, then that would be my go-to to start with, which is the core messaging strategy session. That way then you have a new Bible on what your brand is, how your brand talks. From there, you have a whole playbook about how to pitch your social media posts, what your brand says and what your values are and what your vision is and things like that, and even your customer types. And so from there, then it's much, much easier to create content. If, however, when we chat and I feel like, no, no, you actually do know your brand well, then what I tend to do is then say, let's have a look at some of your old content and see if it still aligns with what your brand is. So if you know your brand well, I'll say often what I'll do is I'll find that some of the old pieces of content or the about us page and things like that don't reflect what the brand has become. And so in that instance, then it will be a rewriting exercise. It'll be like updating the homepage or the about page or bringing LinkedIn up to speed, or even like I've had credible success with large government agencies where we've looked at some of their old messaging and their old blogs and just updated them. And by doing that, they had a huge surge of Google organic traffic because Google noticed that they've refreshed some of their old clunky content and made it new again. And then, of course, there's the new stuff. Like, let's say that you've got new things to talk about or new content that you want to address or new topics. All of that can be done as well. So it's like that kind of, and every business is different. I love that. And I think that it's so important to do that, to have that. I think we're coming back to that initial strategy session, the importance of that. Yeah. Because, you know, for me, I find that when clients come to me and they know what that they're about, like they know what they stand for, they know exactly yes. what their point of difference is. And maybe they do a lot of different things. It has taken them so much further to have that, especially the monthly strategy sessions, because obviously things change, right? Of course. And it's important to keep up to date to know what's working on social media. What do we need to spend more time on and what do we need to wind back? Yeah. And I find that a lot of the people that they, especially creatives that have a lot of things that they're passionate about and multiple ideal clients, they might have an audience on LinkedIn, but then a different audience. Like maybe they're talking to millennials on Instagram and then they're talking to like execs on LinkedIn. And they're also talking to different people on Facebook. I find Sometimes it's very easy for people to get mixed up, confused, and and also get in their heads. But the moment they have that clarity, it just becomes so not only clean and crystal clear, 
but they start to attract the right people with the right methods. Of course. And baby, you nailed it. The minute that you get clear on your brand is the minute your customers get clear. And that's really the truth. If your brand sounds like it's singing in three different voices that are quite out of sync with each other, then there's people can't resonate with it because they never know what your brand is, right? And that's where it comes to, remember how I talked about like digital touch points and things. If your website sounds different to your social media presence, which sounds different to your LinkedIn, which sounds different to the way that you pitch versus even the way that people, when they call you, you know, like if your website says, we are a friendly, approachable team. And then your person that picks up the phone call goes, yes, like what? <laughs> like that damages your brand. Because if you think about it, that digital interview that people are doing, that that patchwork of touch points that they're pulling together, if one of them is out of sync, it throws people's understanding of your brand out. And so that's what you need to do is that it needs to be a, what we call omni-channel marketing, which is all of your channels reflect the same brand that you want to be positioned as. Because if that brand is consistent in the way that it does everything, then you build a brand that people can connect with. Think about like a person, like think about picture your cousin, for instance, right? Or a brother. If that person is constantly a different person or personality every time you meet them, you're going to be confused. You're going to be like, I don't know who you are. And that's the same with a brand. You can't be friends with a brand that changes its face continually every time you seem to hear about it or talk about it or visit the website, all that. So consistency is key if you really want to convey that right message. And that start, like brings me back to, if you understand, your customers will have the opportunity to understand. Totally, totally. What's one of the most enjoyable experiences you've had with working with brands? Has it been a startup, an existing business or something that you've revamped? What's one really memorable project you've worked on? There's been many, and I, don't, I like to be a cop out. Like recently, we worked with the state government of Australia to write a new policy, and that was a really cool project because he was part of one of the state cabinets, and he was trying to put together a particular communication piece about a change, like a reformation in the government. And you might be thinking, what was a marketing agency doing there? Well, the reason is, is he had a great idea, but he didn't know how to sell it. And he was like, I need to get votes on this particular piece. And so we wrote a document. He wrote the first version and then we polished it into a way that people could pick it up and go, oh my gosh, this is a great piece. And I understand this. And it's just, that's what marketing is. It doesn't matter what context it is. Marketing is being able to articulate the value in a contextually relevant way. And so that's what we did. And so that was a huge achievement that he then went very, very far in. It was a huge success because we helped him take it out of government speak and into human speak, right? And so that's one. The other is we've helped. I love helping a lot of clients that come back and they just, their jaw just drops because they're like, how did you understand our brand better than we did? And it's not that I do. It's just that I can convey it in a way that you always wanted to, but you needed an external party with a marketing background to think about what you're trying to articulate and what you're trying to say. And so we've worked in even the medical space where we've created videos and video scripting where that, is, that has stopped it being so like boring and very like clinical into say a lifestyle piece about a great story of something that's, you know, someone that they changed their life. And I, so I'm not being vague. I just, I can't share some confidential things, but I mean, you know what? Every day excites me. 
and I love what I do and my team love what we do simply because it is always different. There's always a business that thinks that they can't, that there's no solution for them that we build a solution for. There's always a business that gets to a point and feels like they're at that level. And then we help them get to the next one. We've helped even big driving schools here in New South Wales, in Australia, we've helped driving schools that came to us and said, everyone sounds like the same thing. What can we do? We did this core messaging exercise with them and we turned the messaging from where driving school that everyone says to driving opens worlds, right? Like embrace your freedom and drive for life. And that's what we did for them. And I was incredibly proud of that because now they're rolling it across all their collateral and their website. Sorry, that was a very long-winded answer, but every day is inspirational. I mean, we've worked with brands that, that everyone knows, like Telstra and some of those big ones. And it's so funny that, like everyone probably listening, I started this business maybe five or six years ago. And to think that today we're working with some of the brands that we are is incredibly inspiring. And it's because, like you, we've got a brand that resonates with people. I love that, Chris. I'm sorry, that was a lot. But, um, I hope that I hope that sort of gave a good picture. <laughs> oh no, I definitely and and I can totally imagine how hard it would be for those businesses prior to working with someone like you who are very, very knowledgeable. Like mm. we have clients that come to us, they are experts at maybe yes, could be huge experts. Right? Like it could be financial planning or it could be law or it could be accounting or something that is, like you say, like medical as well and, and government. Yeah. They use lingo. Real estate. Real estate, yeah. Mm-hmm. And the lingo is so, so different to what I know. Even sometimes I see billboards or things that are in magazines even and I'm like, I'm not even understanding what that's trying to say. But the ones that really nail it, they Mm. get their message to be understood by their audience. And I think that is super important. And it's phenomenal how, I guess, how many people skip that. But it's also phenomenal to see the ones that get it right the process that they go through. Oh, huge. And that's something that we love. Like I love that moment when a client walks out the other end and they're like, oh, we should have engaged you earlier. We should have started this earlier. Yeah, (laughs) It's so exciting. Phoebe, you nailed it. Like the more technical the space, the harder it is to talk correctly to your audience and speak and communicate clearly because what ends up, like I've worked with cryptocurrency agencies and tech platforms and marketing technology and fintech and all that. And those platforms, they have incredibly intelligent people all working for them. The only problem is, is that they know their, their product and their features so well that they struggle to then convey it to an audience. And so they will come to me and they'll say, we've got this website up and it's just not getting any traction. And they walk me through it and they go, this is what it all does. Like, why are people understanding it? And I'm like, people don't get this word or they don't get this phrasing or you're speaking because you know your product every which way, right? You know it left, right, back to front. And what's happening is when it gets to a customer and think about like every customer, the minute that they go, this is not relevant for me, they leave. They go next, next tab, back, right? And so if what happens is it can be the ultimate solution for them. But if you don't capture their attention and show how you're relevant, that's what our key message is that we say to clients is we make brands relevant to your audience. If you don't do that, they leave. 
And so all of those financial planners and lawyers and accountants and all those technology platforms, which there's heaps of, right? I mean, I'm feeling you've probably seen it where you go to their website and it says, we revolutionize your life. And you go scroll a bit more and it goes, this, you will never picture your life again without us. And you scroll a bit further down and it's like changing the landscape. And you're like, okay, I've scrolled three times now and I still have no clue what you do. That's what happens is businesses make assumptions because they know their brand. And so it takes someone outside to go, I don't get this. I scrolled three times and I still don't know what you're selling to me. And it was just a whole bunch of fancy words that they saw from maybe a website template or another website. And it's become this like, well, they do it. So this is how ours should look like. Yeah, I've totally seen that. Yeah. And so what a specialty of a copywriter is, a quality copywriter, is thinking about the customer and going, okay, how can we articulate this in a way where it would be like, this is what you need to say immediately for them to go, oh, that's relevant to me. And then follow it up with something else that then proves the relevance and then explains the benefits. And that's hard. That's hard for a brand to do, especially when you're so ingrained in it every day. Mm. And I think it's also even like for a lot of the, let's just say it's even for coaches or people that have a solution and it's a service-based solution. I think Huge. a lot of those brands, they have a really particular, very, very unique, absolutely amazing solution that just doesn't come through online the way it should. And yes. I think a lot of our clients before they come to us struggle with that. And one of the joys of Thrive and Shine Co and Targeted 360 is that we love being able to take a client's concept and take their solution and turn it into something that people can actually resonate with yeah. and understand in the first five seconds of either getting on their website yes. or seeing their post. And I think that is super important because if you've spent all those years creating or you've come up with this concept that you absolutely love and you've put together this baby of your business, your baby, and you want it to thrive and to grow and for the world to see it is very, very important to get clear on your brand and get your messaging right. That's super important. Yeah. And I always say the biggest question to ask yourself is, are you proud of what your brand is saying to the people who matter? Yeah. That's the question you need to ask yourself. And if it's anything but a yes, absolutely, then you need to revisit it. And it doesn't mean you have to come running to me straight away, but what it means is if it's a, I think, get your team together and go, Look at our website. Is this getting us leads? Are people jumping on our website and going, yep, this is what I need? Or are they going, don't really get it, I'm off? And that's what it comes down to is you need to be proud of what your brand is saying to the people who matter. Yes, yeah. And ultimately as well, when you're doing your branding, I think a lot of people think about what they like, but they forget what their audience ultimately need to see and feel. Like, for example, we've worked with incredible startups with like very, very innovative ideas, but halfway through they realize from chatting with us and from us going looking at their website and their socials and things like that, they realize that their initial concept, even though it's great, it needs refining because it might even be something as simple as the color being something that is just, too intense or too dull and it's not it doesn't align with the product or the service that they are delivering 
I know for me, when I first started Thrive and Shine Co, I was working with women, startups, women in business, encouraging and inspiring. And pink was very much the color that resonated and represented me. But when I moved out of coaching and became a digital marketing service and agency, pink slowly started to no longer align because we were working with larger companies and bigger clients that and also more corporates and professionals as well. And that's when we realized, okay, it's really important now we can keep Thrive and Shine, but it's really important now to like rebrand or create a new brand. And that's how Targeted 360 Digital came about. Perfect. Because it was all, it's like a one-stop shop, right? It includes what you guys do and we're really excited to work with you as well. And it also includes a whole bunch of other things like SEO and PPC and Google ads and just that pink Thrive and Shine color scheme and and what Thrive and Shine was about just wasn't going to align. So I think it's very important to know that as you evolve, it's not like you've gotten it wrong. It's that you've just got to keep no, no. You know, changing and pivoting, kind of like that word we were using all through COVID, pivot, right? Yeah, right. No, but it is. And for everyone listening, there's nothing to be embarrassed about. I want to be clear with that. Like, don't think when you come to me that you're like, oh, here we're admitting our faults. Not at all. Like, every, like I have a business coach because I'm not perfect and that's perfectly okay. Business is unpredictable and the landscape changes all the time. So it's not about like punishing yourself thinking, oh my gosh, my brand is wrong. I'm a failure and like that. It's part of business growth. And that's what service providers like Phoebe and myself do is that we are here to help your brand get back on track with what your goals are. And it's, there's no shame in it. It's part of natural growth. Yes, definitely. <laughs> Wow. I feel like this- That was a um, lot. (laughs) This, yeah, I feel like this episode was such a deep dive into branding. And what I love about you, Chris, is that you articulate, you articulate so well and you're such a wordsmith. Like you you really craft words in a way that you put them together just so nicely and you are so energized and passionate about what you do. Thanks. I would love my audience, if you don't mind, to get to know you a little bit better and a little bit deeper as well. Do you, are you open for us to jump into the rapid fire questions? And do you mind if I ask you five quick questions sure. that are really going to allow them to understand you? Oh, this sounds fun. Okay. I'm up for it. Go awesome. For it. All right. So Chris, if there was one thing that you cannot live a single day without, whether it's a physical item or something non-physical, what would it be? I would say my dogs. Oh, beautiful. Yeah. And the reason why is because it doesn't matter how turbulent your life gets and what happens and how busy you are and how stressful, they are always there. You open the door, they're happy. They're happy to see you. They're good company. So I would say... Yeah, I would say my beautiful dogs. What kind of dogs do you have? Um, so I have two. So I have a dog de Bordeaux or a French Mastiff, and she's 50 kilos and her name is Olympia. And you can find her on our website. Wow. <laughs> I love that. And the About Us page. And I have Roscoe. He's a, he's a Labrador and he's a new addition to the family and just such a lovely dog. His tail never stops wagging. So. Oh my gosh. I love labs. Yeah, they're just the best. They are. So, and they're just lovely, sweet, sweet animals. And so they're outside right now while I'm recording. You probably have heard them during the recording. Yeah. But yeah, and we also, as part of Multimedia, we also give back 
by fostering for the RSPCA. So we're fostering right now a little dog that's looking for adoption very shortly. So we help train them and prepare them for adoption. So I've got three dogs at the moment, but uh, yeah, definitely can't live without without my dogs. Oh, I love that. That is serious. I cannot wait to be up in Sydney and like coming over and playing with your lab. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I would bring him in, but like, yeah, he, they're, they're around. And obviously, however number of dogs you have, like, yeah, I love dogs as well. My partner and I love dogs and we yeah. we dog sit as well because we don't have dogs yet. There you go. Like when we live together, that's like, it's funny because for Christmas. Yeah, they're just good company. Yeah. For Christmas, he got me a German Shepherd 16-month calendar and it was a hint. Oh, like. And then, yeah, he loves German Shepherds and I love Labs and Golden Retrievers. And when yeah. I got to Sydney, he's got one of Golden Retrievers on my at his office. So that was really oh, cute. cute. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, we do a lot of dog sitting at the moment until we have our own. So yeah. if you're ever traveling. Yeah, I know where to go. <laughs> to give you yeah. this golf <laughs> <laughs> Okay. So who inspires you the most? This is my second question. Who inspired you to do what you do today or who inspires you the most in general? That's a good question, actually. I I don't have one single person to be honest. And the reason why it's not because I don't get inspired. Like I do, like I read a lot of books and a lot of those people inspire me. I mean, my father inspires me because he was a good business person, even though a different field he's in finance, but he inspires me because of his work ethic that has rubbed off onto me. Even my business coach inspires me. And it's not because just because he's giving me advice, but also because he has four businesses. And it's not the fact that he has them. It's the fact that he has four and has found a beautiful balance where he's made it where they all work and he doesn't have to be there all of the time. So there's no one source of inspiration. I find that there's a good collection of people. I mean, even my operations manager, who's also my sister, she inspires me and she's part of my team. And the reason why is because she compliments me perfectly in terms of like my strengths and my weaknesses, her opposites. And so she inspires me because she thinks about things in a different way that really helps us get multimedia to the next level. So I think it's a whole collection of different people that inspire me. Yeah, that's beautiful. I think that's a great answer. I think you're one of the first people that have on the show that has given a collection. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's it's just like, I don't sit there and say one person is my only inspiration because I feel like there's just so many. Definitely. And there are so many people that influence us throughout the journey that Mm. we need to acknowledge as well. And yeah, I think that's, yeah, that's a great answer. Where do you see yourself in five years time? Yep. I see myself and the business, we did a five-year plan recently, which is coincidental, which is becoming a full-blown proper agency. So we think right now we've got a team of eight. So we want to expand that to a team of around 15 to 20. And we want to be seen as the copywriting and message marketing agency. And so that involves me moving out of leading the business and having an MD who will probably be right now my sister <laughs> and me taking a more creative role where I have more headspace to do the creative sort of sections and her running the other, like the mechanical parts of the business. And so it'll be same space, but in a little bit more of an advanced state and moving into advanced products and things like that, like marketing technology and things like that. So that's where I see that myself. I'm very lucky 
because I personally find a lot of fulfillment out of every day. You know how they say you shouldn't chase happiness. It just is. And I'm very lucky. Like even my business coach has said, oh, make a dream board. Like, don't you want to have a beautiful yacht somewhere? And I'm like, no, like for me, I'm, I'm very happy with what I have right now. I'm married and very happy. And so I'm hoping that I continue to be happy in five years. <laughs> Oh, I think you will. I mean, every time I speak to you, I'm happy. I think you've got a great energy about you, Chris. I'm glad. (laughs) And I love that you appreciate the small things. Like I remember attending one of the BNIs you were at and you were showing us the view in your window and you did that again today. And (laughs) and what I love is that you... Oh, did I? (laughs) Yeah, you don't like it. You, it's not like you're always moving on to the next best thing. Like sometimes those simple things are things that we can continually appreciate. And I definitely think happiness is something, it's a state. Oh, huge. It's a state and it doesn't matter what's on the outside. It's actually a lot to do with your internal, what's going on inside. So, yeah. Oh, thank you. I really appreciate that. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) If you could leave the world with one message, what could it be? Or what would it be rather? Mm, These are quite deep, aren't they? Um, Okay. If I could leave, I would say, it would be similar to my motto, which is about like, I know I can sound so cliche, but it really is finding what makes you feel alive. And that's truly what it is. It's like, I see so many people spend so much time saying to themselves, if I have X, I will feel happy. And if I have Y, I'll be a better person. And they forget that it's not about the destination, it's about the journey. And again, I know how cliche that sounds, but I read a lot of books and they all allude to the same thing, which is there's no harm in setting goals and there's no harm in in want to better yourself, but embrace the things you are. Um, So I would say two, sorry, I'm going to cheat and say two things. One is find the thing that you're truly passionate about and don't be afraid to chase it. And two would be, make sure that you appreciate all your achievements and your wins because it's so easy as you're trying to embrace your passion and make yourself happy. It's so easy to forget about all the lessons you've learned. And like, I am guilty of this. I do like, we win an award and the team and I celebrate and then I completely move on. I'll launch a completely new product and change the way that we do business and just move on. And that's a bit of a problem because you get five years down the track and you go, what have I done? And it's, and it's really important. So embrace those wins so that you know that you're making progress, what I would say to people. Absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Chris. I do have one last question. Sure. I promise to try and keep it short. Hopefully it's not going to be too deep, but what is one big takeaway you've had recently that actually changed the way you either do business or see the world or just do things in general? Yeah. A business is a good one. And the reason there's a lot of insights that I've actually documented down in terms of the entrepreneurial journey. And to summarize them very, very quickly would be that everyone's journey is different, right? And you're going to face a lot of challenges and a lot of wins and anything that's difficult makes it worth it. So what I'd say is for people who are running a business, yes, it's hard. It's incredibly hard. And you're going to find that your friends and family don't understand. Like they just don't get it because they don't see that the hours you're putting in, it doesn't align with their view of life. And so that they will often misunderstand. So what I would say to everyone is 
if you are starting a business or you're currently doing a business or you're growing your business is know that your journey is, it is a challenging one. It, yes, it's worth it. And yes, it can be a difficult thing. But if you find that your business and your passion align, then you've got a great journey ahead. And sure, it has ups and downs. But overall, it's an enjoyable journey and you'll find that you'll never trade it for the world. It's just know that your journey is different. So don't look at someone else that if you've been in business for say three years, don't look at someone else that's been in business for one year. And if they've got triple the business size and you go, oh, well, I must be a failure. It's not, that's not true. Everyone's journey is different. Everyone's circumstances is different. Everyone meets different people and has different opportunities. Stick to what you're doing, do it well, and you'll be happy. Oh, such words of wisdom. (laughs) But it's true. Like, I mean, I see people will look at my business and go, oh my gosh, he's so like, he's done such an amazing job. I wonder how he's done it. And it's a lot of hard work, but then others will be, I will look at others and go, wow, they're so amazing. And they will go, Chris, you don't know the half of it. So, you know, what I'm trying to say is remember that there's a lot of hard work that goes in beside, behind the scenes. You only see the tip of the iceberg. So when you're building your business, don't think, oh, that person is much better than me. I'm a failure. That's not the case. There's so many circumstances you don't know about. There's opportunities that you have. They don't embrace it. Enjoy your personal journey and do the best you can. Uh, there's a really good book on this called The Five Promises. I think it's called the, oh, sorry, the four promises, the four agreements. The four agreements. I would recommend that. It's by Don Miguel Roots, the four agreements. And they are, they will help you really sort of like get into, into the right mindset. Really, really helpful. I will definitely check out that book. Chris, thank you so much. Thank you for your words of wisdom, for your energy. You're welcome. Thank you for the invite. Oh, it's such a great conversation. And I really love what you say. Thank you. There's so many things to add on to that. And I feel like this, (laughs) you know, I wish this podcast could just go on and on. But I absolutely agree that don't compare because everyone's journey is so different. And one thing I just wanted to add is that, Someone might be doing really well in business, but they might not have what you have. And it's very, very important to look at how you spend the 24 hours of your time and see that where you are spending the most time is actually what you value the most. Of course. So if you happen to have kids or you you really value spending time looking after your parents maybe or your grandparents or being with your partner and your business might not be at what the other person has created it to be in a shorter amount of time, just remember everything takes sacrifice and they might not have what you've got. So exactly. we all have something to appreciate. So that's just the last little thing I wanted to add. Chris, absolutely amazing episode. I cannot wait to get this out to my audience. I'm also very excited to see you up in Sydney again. Yes. And how can we all connect with you as well? Yep. So you can visit my website, which is Melotti Media, M-E-L-O-T-T-I-M-E-D-I-A.com.au, or you can actually go to melottimediacampus.com. And there are hundreds of free resources there for businesses of all different sizes and shapes and industries and trajectories. So there's templates that are all free. There's podcasts, videos, slides, so much things there for everyone to enjoy. So, and all you need to do is just literally enroll and you have access to everything. So Melotti Media Campus is the place to be if you really want to educate yourself in the way that you prefer. 
Sounds so amazing. I cannot wait to jump on and I'm going to pop all of that onto my show notes as well. Thank you so much, Chris. Thanks, Phoebe. And for anyone that's listening, make sure that you subscribe to hear more of these fantastic episodes from incredible business owners and speakers and make sure to connect with Chris as well on social media or at his website. And don't forget, leave a review if you loved this episode because we want to hear more about what you want to hear, what you've enjoyed the most. And also we want to connect with you. So make sure that you stay connected on social media. And again, thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you, everyone. Thanks, Chris.